Podcasting services for Jazzin' Around with David J are provided by ASP Station on the web at www.aspstation.net. Hey, look at this. It's a new year. My goodness. <laughs> a new year, hopefully a new attitude and new and better circumstances this year for all of us. Welcome aboard. Time for us to go do some jazzing around here. David J. here, your host and guest for the next couple of hours of America's most informative, distinctive, and truly unique jazz radio program. Certainly the most fun jazz radio program you'll find anywhere, too, pretty much guaranteed. Jazz and Around is simply your jazz magazine on the radio. Sharing with you each and every week the latest albums, artist features, interviews, jazz history, the latest in jazz news. Usually uh, we're giving you updates on the tri-state concert scene, club and concert scene, and the jazz festival scene in the second hour. But uh, that, of course, is coronavirus permitting. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but we're trying to do the best we can to keep what we know of. Share it with you each and every week. This week, it's a look back at the year of 2020. Some highs, lots of lows, but there are some highs. Some passings, some anniversaries, some uh, important dates and events going on. Next week, it's the Jazz Week Top 100 of the Year. Top 100 jazz albums, or at least as many of them as we can get into two hours. We usually do pretty well with it. I don't think we've had to do less than 50 or 60 of the Top 100. So uh, check it out next week for sure. This week and next, extraordinary holiday year-end editions of Jazzing Around With You. Thanks to our radio partners, WNJR, WSPR, KWLC, Boston Free Radio, and WWFM Jazz On 2. Super big thanks to the folks who have been getting us podcast to you for the past 15 years. My goodness. Over at ASP Station. Find out more about them. Check out their website at ASPStation.net. And thanks to you for listening, of course. My goodness, without you... This program's, you know, not very useful. <laughs> right. Uh, we still have uh, ch- the shreds of our holiday buffet up. Uh, do did keep the, the fireplace running. Uh, the decorations remain up. The mantle is still decorated. I did light the candles once again and lit the fireplace. Well, we still got some hot chocolate and uh, some some hot tea for you today. Anyway, uh, it's it's not a usual program. This is our. It is kind of our usual program in a sense, in that uh, we do this once a year. (laughs) But anyway, hope you'll be enjoying things throughout the day today. We had a couple of breaking stories, aren't used to doing kind of a what's going on on our year-end show, but we have a couple things that broke late. We have just learned that saxophonist Jeff Clayton, the younger brother of bassist John Clayton, has passed away on December 16th. The two were co-founders 
along with Jeff Hamilton of the Clayton Hamilton Big Band. Jeff had played sax in Count Basie's band for a while alongside of his brother on the bass. Also in Stevie Wonder's touring band. Jeff also toured with Ray Charles, B.B. King, Gladys Knight, and Frank Sinatra is the band too. Jeff had also become a college jazz educator since oh, the late 90s at USC and at UCLA and elsewhere. The reported cause of death Kidney cancer, not fun, not fun. Saxophonist Je Jeff Clayton was 55. Just before airtime, discovered this one too. Master pianist Stanley Cowell has passed away recently. On the 17th of December, a couple of weeks back, cause of death reported to be hypovolemic shock. I don't even know what that is. Hypovolemic shock. Forgot about this. Stanley Cowell's a native of Toledo, Ohio, whose family knew Art Tatum. He even played their piano at, at, at their family home when he was a kid. When, when Stanley Cowell was a kid. He himself was able to play and even read music at age three or four. Pretty amazing. Cowell became not only an in-demand, sensitive, and brilliant jazz pianist, but was co-founder of the Strata East record label. Either I forgot that or wasn't aware of that one. Wow. Along with trumpeter Charles Tolliver, who was his long, long-time musical colleague. Stanley Cowell played with several top-tier jazz artists, such as Stan Getz. Bobby Hutchison, and Max Roach. But he scaled back his performing in the 1980s, focusing on jazz education and in producing and presenting music. He then retired from teaching in the 1990s and began playing and recording actively. Stanley Cowell was 79. And surprised that uh, this one passed us by initially, too. Pittsburgh's Mr. Trombone passed away a few weeks back, too. Harold Betters had almost single-handedly made the trombone a very hip instrument here in Pittsburgh a young, among young musicians for at least two or three decades. The master of the trombone here recorded for three different record labels, including some national exposure on reprise during the 19, late, what, late 50, early 60s, I think. Just saw Harold, too. Uh, well, maybe a couple of months ago at the uh, Tim Stevens BPEP Jazz Jam Night. The delayed Easter Monday Jazz Jam, which was, what, late September this year? Uh, really, really, what a nice guy. Really, really sorry to see Harold Betters go. Kind of the uh, the official trombonist for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers too for many, many, many years. A fixture at the stadium with his band. Gonna miss, gonna miss Harold Betters. Those late stories just breaking for us, and so we had to really adjust for for some of that. And we do even have music, too, by them to feature for you.
But first, I think let's do uh, let's do an upbeat thing for 2020. Keep it in the uh, positive vein. It was the centennial of a number, about a dozen or more. But two of them stood out in 2020. It was the centennial course of Charlie Yardbird Parker. This, from 1948, one of his signature pieces, Parker's Mood. or two, or three, or five. Uh, and Parker, of course, known for his fleet-fingered technique and his, uh, amazingly enough, clear-headed logical solos that were just clearly almost dumbfounding. But uh, that one, the ballad, Parker's Mood, his own composition, might be my personal favorite of his, despite, you know, Scrapple from the Apple and, and all those other things. But Really, what Charlie Parker's most best known for is really his burning, burning playing. From 1945, a little bit of thriving on a riff. A very young Miles Davis here, along with Sadiq Hakeem, Curly Russell, and Max Roach. Certainly not playing with the clearest of mind all the time either. Nonetheless, somehow or another, Charlie Parker overcame everything and played like no one else ever played. His 100th anniversary this year, the classic Donna Lee.
special concerts, tribute nights, TV shows and specials, reports, exhibitions, art exhibitions, books, <laughs> lectures, the whole thing revolving around Charlie Parker and his uh, enormous legacy. This past year, the year of his centennial, born uh, August 29, 1920, would have been 100 this past August. Uh, Charlie Parker, of course. The other major, major centennial this year, Mr. Dave Brubeck. Again, with a certainly an oversized legacy. Brubeck, unlike Parker, lived a good long life. He was, what, 90, 92 when he passed away? 94, something like that. From his multi-platinum selling album, Time Out, Paul Desmond's Take Five. Chris and Danny had quite a year, all lots and lots of things going on. Special exhibitions up in Connecticut and also in California as well. Um, again, albums, uh, concerts, uh, art exhibits, uh, lectures, um, documentaries, lots and lots of activity running all year round celebrating the Brubeck Centennial. Brubeck, uh, of course, known for his Time Out album, which went gold, certified gold record. Not too many jazz albums do that. In 1963, took four years, but, you know, became a gold status album in 63. Earned platinum status by 1970-something, 79 or something like that. And I think now is a double, double platinum or maybe triple platinum album. Of course, he did not write Take 5, but he's best known for it. He did write a number of the pieces on Time Out, but is also known for his compositions. Perhaps the best known and most covered of his own compositions, In Your Own Sweet Way. Done here by pianist Phil Wright from the Keystone Corner, 1982. Bay Area bassist 
James Leary and Doug Sides at the drum set supporting Phil Wright from his dates at the Keystone Corner with Abby Lincoln 1982 what a wonderful pianist Phil Wright doing Dave Brubeck's In Your Own Sweet Way getting back to the uh, to our news from uh, this week catching up on some of the passings uh, Mr. Trombone from Pittsburgh, Mr. Harold Betters. His rendition of the classic Don Redmond piece, Cherry. Aside from Harold Bitters being just first and foremost a super nice guy, first thing that strikes you is his massive sound, just big and bold and brash and very expressive, very colorful. What a trendsetter. Uh, the late Harold Bitters uh, passed away a couple of weeks back at, what, 92, I think? Um, boy, what a loss to the, to the Pittsburgh jazz community and music at large. A little bit of cherry. From uh, his Yesterday, Today, and All My Tomorrows collection, kind of his best of, Lee O'Donnell, Chuck Ramsey, and baby brother Jerry Betters at the drum set. Also music from the late now Stanley Cowell here. One of the most brilliant first-tier pianists with a low profile by his own choosing. A 1989 album called Back to the Beautiful, this... His composition, St. Croix.
by some personal experiences there. You really get the feel of some Croix there. Pianist, educator, the late Stanley Cowell. Really wonderful album, a Class A album. Back to the Beautiful from 1989 with Santi Debriano on the bass and Joe Chambers at the drum set. Yeah, Stanley Cowell. Well, he played for the best of them and uh, probably should have had and could easily have had a much, much higher profile career had he chosen. But, uh, definitely uh, have not heard enough of his music. Uh, David J. here, jazzing around with you, catching up on the year 2020, looking backward just a bit into uh, the past year. Uh, we will have a very hopeful look at next year, <laughs> coming up in a little bit as well, too. And next week, our Top 100. Yeah, our Jazz Week countdown of the Top 100 albums of 2020. And for as bad a year as it was for the music live, it was a pretty good year for the music on record. And we'll, of course... Uh, survey that for you next week. Have a, a couple more, actually have several more, fairly high profile centennials to celebrate. We will do that in a moment, but first take a quick pause for the cause and uh, return with more of today's special edition. Jazz it around in a moment. Building relationships during recovery from mental and substance use disorders can put the strength of family and community behind you. We're all connected offering encouragement, support, and hope. Join the Voices for Recovery. Strengthen families and communities. For confidential information on mental and substance use disorders, including prevention and treatment referrals for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. My name is Dr. Tony Fauci here at the National Institutes of Health. If you've recovered from COVID-19, your plasma has antibodies that may help others fight COVID. Please donate plasma now. You can literally save lives. There are thousands of locations across the country where you can donate. Find the site to donate your plasma at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Recall back in 2015, I think it was 15, right, when we celebrated the centennial of Billy Holiday. It became pretty clear once you started looking at the calendar that as the years would creep into the 1920s, you'd have a lot more significant centennials to celebrate. This year, celebrating the centennial of the great Clark Terry. expressive, one of the most colorful 
one of the most enjoyable and truly delightful human beings that ever walked the earth. Not to mention one of the more brilliant trumpeters, too, for that matter. Clark Terry, that's called High Towers from a 1964 recording. Uh, the Happy Horns of, along with Phil Woods, Ben Webster, Roger Kellaway. What a, wow, what an A-list of the, the late Clark Terry. One of the many great jazz trumpeters, especially coming out of the St. Louis area, too, over the years. It was a centennial of another major figure in music. This one, oftentimes considered to be uh, somewhat of a, an acquired taste. She certainly broke most of the sort of known rules about singing. However, she created her own as well, the late Carmen McRae. You're a weaver of dreams. You, with your lips warm and tender. You're a weaver of dreams. You and your come with a smile. Just to hear you speak Just leaves me weak As a baby in arms Poor little baby in arms Help us among your charms You're a weaver of dreams You, with your strange fascination just like heaven it seems Thrilling, enchanting me too I'm in your spell And there's no cure I'm lost for sure You're a weaver of dreams And I'm in love with you not terribly well-known, Carmen McRae was also quite an accomplished pianist. This is her. Quite not only competent, but uh, expressive. The late Carmen McRae married uh, for a period to, uh, yeah, Kenny Clark, actually. That's the Weaver of Dreams from her 1989 album, Dream of Life. A solo recording, her doing not only the vocals, but the piano work as well. One of those people who celebrated, who would have celebrated his centennial this year. A name that's pretty well known, but wow, still underappreciated. The fabulously versatile and omnipresent drummer, Shelley Mann.
truly a master of the brush work as well. Shelley Matt, got a chance to hear him once. Never actually met him, but heard him once with the LA-4, the original version of the LA-4, back at Blues Alley in D.C. some time back, of course. Loved his brushwork. He swung so, so subtly and so naturally, but he could also burn as well. From the very, very popular set of albums from My Fair Lady, Shelley Mann and His Men, featuring Andre Previn and Leroy Vinegar. Once again with the brushes from 1962 set. The album 234. first or second generation of jazzers, the great Coleman Hawkins there. Also Hank Jones at the piano with him, Shelly Mann swinging up a storm on the brushes doing Cherokee from 1962. Yeah, I think that if you want to have an experience where you wonder where this guy's been all your life if you haven't discovered him yet, dig out some records with Shelly Mann on the drum set. I think you'll be well impressed. Uh, his centennial this past year, uh, 100 years for the late Shelley Mann. Another major figure on the jazz scene, so it would have been celebrating 100 this year. Yes, pianist, composer, arranger John Lewis would have been 100 this year. The creator of Django becoming a jazz classic, as done here by the MJQ, the modern. Jazz Quartet.
had the rare privilege of being able to witness John Lewis and the original MJQ, or the original, but the classic MJQ in performance, twice, uh, maybe three, uh, three times, three times. Uh, once in New York uh, at the, hmm, the big place on 34th Street, the Manhattan Center, and uh, once at Heinz Hall, a big, big concert hall, and once at the old Walt Harper's Attic. Yeah. What a, what an experience that was, I, and I can't even describe it to you. If you watch it on on a YouTube video or on TV, yeah, sure, they're they're just they're they're consummate. But when you saw the MJQ, Mr. Lewis, Mr. Jackson, and the the tuxedos, and boy, they're just the impeccable musical taste. That was a live musical experience like no other. Happy 100th birthday this year, 2020. John Lewis, his birthday in May this year, right? On Yeah, May 3rd. Shelley Mann was June 11. Uh, Carmen McRae was April 8th. Clark Terry, just recently, December 14th. Got a couple of others. Uh, let's, we've got one more piece of music for a 100th anniversary to play for you. This lady deserves to be so much better known. The late, fabulously popular at the time. Hazel Scott. Check out this piano work. Oh, my God. in London town Had me up And it had me down I viewed the morning With much love The British Museum Had lost its charm How long I wondered this thing last but the age of miracles hadn't passed for Sunday I saw you there and in foggy London town the sun was shining everywhere first-class singer, but check out that piano work and the big bass sound behind her. Her regular bassist in 1955, Charles Mingus. <laughs> really? I mean, really? How about them apples, huh? Here's a live, uh, this was a rehearsal performance at Carnegie Hall with Hazel Scott at the piano. Let's see if we can uh, find uh, the, the spot where I'm looking for here. Okay, we'll start here. She was a enormously talented pianist. In fact, the piano that you're about to hear her playing is really two pianos. She's doing piano on her left with her left hand and a piano on her right with her right hand. And I'm not kidding. You can see this one on video. Thank you. 
I mean, for real. You want a jaw-dropping and awe-inspiring, in fact, even kind of amazing, startling discovery. Dig more deeply into the music of Hazel Scott, who also was a history maker. That's right. First African-American woman to have a TV program on network on NBC network television in, what, 1940, 47 or 49, something like that. Pretty amazing career. Uh, she kind of pulled herself out of showbiz for a couple of decades, unfortunately, and so her star would have been much higher as well, but she just was not one to play the game, if you know what we mean. But that's called Black and White. The amazing Hazel Scott, she would have been 100 this year as well. David J. here, Jazz It Around with it. We've got uh, some passings from 2020 to cover in just a moment. So uh, stay with us. We continue looking back at the year 2020 in review. Keeping your distance from others helps reduce the spread of COVID-19. Stay at least two meters or six feet away from others inside your home when someone has or thinks they have COVID-19 and outside your home in indoor or outdoor spaces when you are around people who do not live in your household. When enjoying time with others, remember to stay at least two meters or six feet away from others. Wear a mask, wash your hands often or use hand sanitizer, and stay out of crowded places if possible. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Let's continue building a better future for our children by keeping our house and car free of cigarette smoke. This message was brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. One of the forgotten masters of the music, again by design, his own choosing, the late DIY recording pioneer, Andrew White. decades before almost any other major jazz artists went with the DIY route, making their own record label, their own publishing company, and controlling their own destinies, limiting that that must have been. Andrew White passed away this last December. He was uh, 78. Uh, One of the reasons why he's not well known, despite his amazing talent, and uh, quite a Coltrane disciple as well, as you heard him there, even with the alto instead of the tenor. Very much a Coltrane authority and uh, disciple, truly. The late Andrew White passed away this year. One of the most uh, engaging and outgoing musicians ever. 
now the late Ira Sullivan. One of many losses for Chicago this past year. Heard here with Johnny Griffin in 1956. Playing his trumpet. sure what his first instrument was, but he was just as highly capable on the tenor, soprano, and alto sax as he was on the trumpet and the flugelhorn. The multi-talented and gifted Ira Sullivan with a classic Chicago session there, Johnny Griffin, Jody Christian, Victor Sproles, and Wilbur Campbell. Mid-50s, it's called Wilbur's Tune. Speaking of Chicago, boy, it was a bad year for Chicago. Uh, saxophonist, trumpeter, Ira Sullivan at 89, passing away in October, as did within just weeks, longtime Chicago saxophonist, educator, college band leader, Mark Colby. Scored with a minor hit along with Frank Caruso in the mid-90s. With this redo of a sting hit. look forward to playing that record because then and, and always meant I could listen to the rest of the record. Boy, what a great, great recording. From the heart of the city, 1994. The late Mark Colby. Uh, was 71 when he passed this October. Another kind of a surprise passing. Did not expect this one. Bassist Gary Peacock. Best known from his work in the last 20, 25 years with Keith Jarrett standards trio heard here with Jack DeJeanette's
rock steady bassist Gary Peacock uh, passed away this past uh, November. Is that right? October? Oh, September. No, I'm sorry. Back in September. He was 85. I'm surprised. Didn't seem like he'd been around quite that long. One of the things, one of the things I love most about uh, doing this show for you each and every week is discovering somebody on my own that I've never heard of, was not aware of, and all of a sudden I'm a big fan. And hopefully that experience will be with you as well, too. Passing this year was a lady. What a talent. What a multi-talent lady. Helen Jones Woods. She was 96. A victim of the COVID-19 scourge back in August. But she was an integral member of the legendary International Sweethearts of Rhythm. From their heyday in the 1940s. Heard here on Trombone with her colleagues... International Sweethearts of Rhythm, 1940s style. Anna Mae Winburn leading the band at that time. And Helen Woods, uh, Helen Jones Woods, the trombonist with the band, passed away this last August, a uh, victim of COVID-19. She was 96. Another veteran, one of the three founders of Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross. We lost Annie Ross this year. <laughs> nothing else this set the tone for her career back in 1952 my analyst told me that i was right out of my head the way he described it he said i'd be better dead than live i didn't listen to his jive i knew all along he was all wrong and i knew that he thought i was crazy but i'm not oh no my analyst told me that I was right out of my head He said I'd need treatment, but I'm not that easily led He said I was the type that was most inclined Went out of his sight, took me out of my mind And he thought I was nuts, no more is our answer but so no They say as a child I appeared a little bit wild with all my crazy ideas But I knew what was happening, I knew I was a genius What's so strange if you know that you're a wizard at three? I knew that this was meant for me. I heard little children were supposed to sleep tight. That's why I drank a fifth of vodka one night. My parents got frantic, didn't know what to do. But I saw some crazy scenes before I came to. Now do you think I was crazy? I may have been only three, but I was swinging. <laughs> they sure offered was. me Graham Bell. She's swaying for a long, long time. She was a swinger. Annie Ross with Lambert Hendricks and Ross later on, that premier jazz vocal lease group. She took her cue from Eddie Jefferson, of course, taking a solo by saxophonist Ward L. Gray and turning it into Twisted from 1952. She was just a few days shy of her 90th birthday 
when she passed away in July of this year. Boy, did this one catch me by surprise. Wasn't ready for the passing of Freddie Cole this July. Tender is the night. So tender is the night. There's no one in this world except the two of us. Should tomorrow find us disenchanted? have shared a love that few have known Summers by the sea Sailboat in Capri These memories shall be our very own Even though our dreams may vanish in the morning light We love once in splendor Oh, how tender is the night Okay, so he was not his brother, Nat Cole, but Freddie Cole certainly did his own thing, and he set a tone for his piano playing, much like Carmen McRae. He's a fine pianist, uh, and what a marvelous singer on his own. Freddie Cole passed away this last July at the age of 88. Really really do miss him. Speaking of some of those uh, Chicagoans, uh, Art Hoyle, too, passed away this year. He was at 90, another Chicago jazz icon as well. This year, uh, we lost one of the great jazz composer, arrangers. Uh, he was a decent trumpeter in his days with several of the big bands back in the 1940s, but really made his mark as a composer, arranger, and eventually an NEA jazz master. We're talking about the late Johnny Mandel. Passed at the age of 94 this year. Chicago tenor Eddie Harris giving us his really catchy rendition of Johnny Mandel's classic, Shadow of Your Smile. Despite all the awards for all of the other pieces he wrote, and he wrote a lot of pieces that are well-known, he's probably best known for this one. A recorded version, one of my favorites, of his MASH theme, Bobby Hutcherson. Marimba 
Bobby Hutcherson caressing gently that Johnny Mandel classic theme from MASH. Another kind of a surprise, uh, a lot younger than we would have expected, we lost one of the pointers this year. You got no coffee, that's how you get Bonnie Pointer this year. In June, she was 69. You know, when you're in your late 80s or 90s and in ill health for some time, you, you I mean, you always miss them. Uh, but, you know, you kind of expect that one of these days it's going to happen. For Bonnie Pointer and for Richie Cole, that just was not the case. Richie Cole died suddenly in May of this past year at the age of 72, the Alto Madman. Excitement, Mr. Fire, <laughs> the Hollywood Madness album from 1979. Mr. Alto Madness, Richie Cole, passed away suddenly at 72 this year. And let's do one more as we wrap up our number one, looking back at the year 2020 in jazz. Yeah, well, we lost a lot. There were good things, there were highlights. We'll feature those in our number two. But we also lost the bassist, Jimmy Merritt. Best known for his work with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. Like on this, Alamo from 1961. Stay tuned though, we've got more looking back at 2020. With a little glint in our eye and hope for the future though. We'll return in a few moments.
Podcasting services for Jazzin' Around with David J are provided by ASP Station on the web at www.aspstation.net. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. You should wear a mask when you are out in public or anytime you are around someone who does not live in your household. If you are sick and interacting with others at home, and when you are caring for someone sick at home. Masks should not be worn by children under age 2, anyone who has trouble breathing, or anyone who can't take off the mask without help from another person. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hour number two. Jazz it around here. Our special looking back at the year 2020. One of the many tragic passings resulting of COVID-19. Onaje Allen Gums from his 2007 album Sack Full of Dreams. Very hip version of Herbie Hancock's Cantaloupe Island. Educator Onaje Alan Gomes, and a heck of a nice guy too. Just, just a nice cat, man. Tragically passed at seventy, a, a healthy seventy, we might add too, to COVID nineteen. Herbie Hancock's Cantaloupe Island. There, and a little side note mentioning Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock turned eighty <laughs> in twenty twenty. That's right. Can you believe that? That's kind of the new eighty. I mean, the new 40, or the new 50, I suppose, is probably 80, it seems like, these days. If you're as lively 
as vital and creative as Herbie Hancock. My goodness. Um, 80 years young this year. Um, phew, boy, <laughs> kind of wrapping your mind around that. Turning would have turned 100, and one of the other... Um, one of the other passings of 2020 as well. So we got a two for one here. The passing was saxophonist Lee Konitz, the last surviving member of the, well, yeah, of the birth of the cool sessions. Uh, I didn't realize that. He was the last surviving member at 92 and also would have survived, had he survived his death, to 100, his centenary year. More from Clark Terry. and Clark Terry, contemporary, instantaneous, spontaneous composition. Just the two of them together. Lee Konitz, Clark Terry. Lee Konitz passing away this last year. Clark Terry, who would have been uh, his centennial in 2020. From a 1993 recording entitled Rhapsody 2, they just simply titled that Indiana Jones. <laughs> the two of them having some musical fun. Moving along to another passing this year, this past year in 2020. Boy, this one hit me hard, too. Didn't see this one coming either. Mike Longo, longtime associate, Dizzy Gillespie, pianist, composer, educator. Longo, truly underappreciated. Dizzy Gillespie's musical director for a number of years, the 1960s and into the early 70s. Mike is a very special cat to us because he was one of our very, very first 
so-called celebrity <laughs> jazz interviews uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away when he was appearing at uh, Bobby Davis's Encore Club downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, boy, and we got a, got a chance to know Mike pretty well over the years and uh, just, a, just a sweet, gentle guy. Uh, heard with, with one of the all-time greats on percussion there, uh, Potato, Carlos Potato Valdez, on something called I'm Free. Well, he's free now. Uh, Mike Longo's composition from the album Earth is But One Country, the late Mike Longo. This one was a real shocker this past year. The sudden tragic death of Wallace Roney from his last album, 2019's album, Blue Dawn, Blue Night. when you have those opportunities. We did get a chance to see Wallace Roney uh, in January. Um, he died suddenly in February, so I guess we got a chance to see at one of his last, one of his last, last gigs. And uh, he played well, and the band was <laughs> really on top, but uh, geez, Wallace was not looking real comfortable. I can't say that he looked sickly, but uh, he was probably at least, and I'm going to try to be generous here, he was probably at least 100 pounds overweight. Uh, so that was a bit sad to see. But uh, did get a chance to see him, and he did play well. <laughs> but, uh, boy, a, a month later, roughly a month in February this year, uh, passed away. Wallace Roney. Uh, this one was not terribly much of a surprise. He was 83... 81. He was 81 in March, in early March, when he passed away. One of the true magicians of the piano, masters of the piano in the 20th century. McCoy Tyner, doing one of his, one of our favorite compositions of his, solo piano, Three Flowers.
truly most mesmerizing, one of the most hypnotizing of pianists ever in the world, I suspect. I, he's just an awesome, <laughs> truly, in, in the true sense of the word, awesome, creating awe. The great McCoy Tyner, who uh, passed away this last year at 81. You know, I, you may have, I don't know if you've really, really noticed or if this will suddenly sort of remind you, but I'm not terribly enthusiastic about doing a lot of the virtual jazz performances that so many musicians are doing from home, from their home studios, even from clubs. It's okay. And, you know, I'll I'll certainly watch them and if I get a chance and so on. But it's this is not a substitute for live performance. And McCoy Tyner reminds me so vividly of that. There was a night in New York in... Um, Oh, boy, when would this have been? Oh, probably in the 90s, I think, in the 1990s. Uh, George Hyde and I were at, uh, attending a, um, a jazz conference, the drummer, the recording engineer, George Hyde. We were attending a jazz conference in New York and had a chance to see McCoy Tyner in his trio. That's right, a trio down at Sweet Basil's. We managed to talk our, ourselves in luckily there was it was a packed joint so we were really truly lucky but we got a seat at a table and i absolutely i am not making this up we sat at a table that if either one of us reached out just without getting up just sitting there we could have touched the edge of the piano keyboard i am not kidding and mccoy tyner was there i didn't even walk out of the place later i floated out of the place you talk about spellbinding music. You don't get that from watching a virtual anything. But, oh, that was, what a performance. Anyway, miss that man's artistry. The late, great McCoy Tyner. A couple other tragic passings this last year. The Hands of Fire. Mr. Ray Mantilla. From his 2004 album, Man, T-Ya. Dust there, Ray Montilla and his band. I think that's Eddie Martinez there, on piano. Ah, man. That is a Ray Montilla composition, Apple Turnover. The late Ray Montilla, 
I didn't realize he was uh, as old as he was. He was 85 when he passed away this last year. In, uh, was that, March? I think it was in March. Um, February or March. And, uh, a lo- oh, yes, along with Wallace. What a, what a month. Wow, what a bad month. Early on in the pandemic, Wallace Roney, uh, Ray Montilla, and uh, this guy all passed away in that month. The patriarch of the NEA Jazz Master family from New Orleans. Pianist, educator, mentor, Ellis Marsalis. Marsalis, who we lost this past year in 2020, performing there with son number two, right? Branford's number one, Winton's number two, I think, is it Delfio, I believe, is number three, Jason number four? I think that's the way that goes. From the Standard Time Volume 3 album, Ellis Marsalis with son Winton on Flamingo. Here's another jazz pop, jazz daddy who uh, passed away in 2020 this year, Bucky Pizzarelli. Accompanying our good friend Alexis Cole from her album, A Beautiful Friendship. So blessed to be able to record with him this past year, well, a few years back. This is the end of a beautiful friendship. It ended a moment ago Mm, This is the end Of a beautiful friendship I know Cause your eyes told me so and brother until tonight when we looked at each other oh that was the end of a beautiful friendship and just the beginning of love and little Up there on trumpet by Bria Sconberg too. I remember asking Alexis what it was like to do the the album with Bucky, the session with Bucky. She just kind of looked and kind of rolled her eyes around and said, "Oh, it was like heaven. He was such a sweet guy and so easy to play with, so natural." She said, "It really did. It was kind of a very beautiful friendship, the way it uh, formed with him too." She said he was just as easy and comfortable to play with 
even without rehearsing, without doing anything else. Good stuff. Bucky, of course, the dad of both John and Martin Pizzarelli. Uh, Bucky was, he, he, I mean, granted, Bucky Pizzarelli was 94 when he passed away, but he still passed away earlier than should have. It was coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, back in uh, February as well. Uh, the late Bucky Pizzarelli. And let's do one more on the, uh, kind of on the downside of 2020. There's a lot of, a lot of losses going on, as you can tell here. There's another guitarist, another good friend of ours for many, many years, Vic Juris. Second look. Guitarist Vic Juris. That's his composition. Pretty wild one, too. Called Dizzy, Train, and You. His longtime uh, musical associate, Dave Liebman. Both the two of those guys worked together for probably, oh, 30 years or so, something like that. Jay Anderson on the bass and drummer Tim Horton, Horner, rather, Tim Horner as well, from a second look. That one was a surprise, and that one was not COVID 19 related. It was a liver cancer. Boy, they got him, and uh, and some COVID nineteen complications at that point. But uh, he got struck with liver cancer really bad. Was hospitalized for quite a while. Very painful uh, passing for Vic Juris. He was just sixty six, by the way. David J here. You and I jazzing around, taking a look back at the year twenty twenty. Lots and lots of downers. Yeah, there were some highs. There's some definitely some highs, and we'll catch a lot of those next week. But we take a look at the top 100, the top 100 albums of the year, the countdown from Jazz Week's chart. Next week, coming up, we will come back in a moment and take a look at the Grammy nominations for this year's recordings. And boy, there was some good stuff this past year. Stay with us. We'll cover some of those in just a moment. Keeping your distance from others helps reduce the spread of COVID-19. Stay at least two meters or six feet away from others inside your home when someone has or thinks they have COVID-19 and outside your home in indoor or outdoor spaces when you are around people who do not live in your household. When enjoying time with others, remember to stay at least two meters or six feet away from others. Wear a mask. 
wash your hands often or use hand sanitizer, and stay out of crowded places if possible. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. Did you know that more than 70% of girls avoid activities like attending school or even going to a doctor when they feel bad about their looks? Hello to you, I'm Gail King. Growing up, I too had anxieties about my appearance. I was taller than all the kids in the sixth grade class, including all the boys. Those are the years it really helps to have positive encouragement from a role model. Everybody has the opportunity to make a difference in a young girl's self-esteem. Inspire the next generation to see their beauty as a source of confidence, not anxiety. Send a word of encouragement to a girl. Celebrate real beauty by caring for yourselves and each other. Together, we can encourage girls to build a positive relationship with beauty so that they can reach their full potential. This message was brought to you by the Alliance for Women in Media and was made possible through the generous support of Dove as part of the Dove Movement for Self-Esteem, working together to help girls reach their full potential. To learn more, visit DoveMovement.com. Doesn't look like there's going to be any big, big winners in the jazz categories this year, but there's a number of spread around nominations. Joshua Redmond, one of them. Joshua Redman with his quartet, his reunited quartet, coming back together this past year with Brad Meldow, Christian McBride, and Brian Blade. It was planned to be a spectacular all-star regrouping, doing a big tour and having a great, great album, a collaborative album. The album is great. <laughs> it was a good one, got a lot of airplay, but they, of course, never made the tour. It just wasn't in the cards in 2020. But it's enough for a Grammy nomination, actually two Grammy nominations. The album Round Again, nominated in the category of Best Instrumental Jazz Album, which is kind of like the, you know, the epitome of the, uh, of the jazz nominations. So is this one by Gerald Clayton. Recorded live at the Village Vanguard back when there was live jazz. This is called Rejuvenation Agenda. Gerald Clayton's group.
pianist, composer, band leader Gerald Clayton with the Rejuvenation Agenda, twin saxophonists Logan Richardson on alto and Marcus Gilmore on tenor. From The Happening, recorded live at the Village Vanguard back when they were having live gigs. And Gerald Clayton, in another side note here, as you might recall from hour number one just a bit ago, mentioned that his uncle Jeff passed away. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Jeff Clayton, the saxophonist. Gerald's dad, of course, John Clayton, the bassist. One more from the best instrumental jazz album, the overall best jazz instrumental album. One of the other nominees, Chick Corea and his trilogy. Once again, the rhythm section of Christian McBride and Brian Blade. Backing up, Chick. On Monk Music with Crepusul with Nelly. Vigorous Chikoria with his trilogy trio, the Trilogy 2 album this year, getting a couple of nominations as well, including Best Instrumental Album of the Jazz Album of the Year, one of the five nominees. The other two, uh, The Tender Spot, Ambrosak and Musare, and Terry Lynn Carrington and her Social Science, the album The Waiting Game. Taking a look at the jazz vocal category, this one is a tough one to beat. Kurt Elling and Danilo Perez together from Secrets are the best stories. There was a man on the second floor He'd always retreat behind his door Whenever I'd come off a tour I'd hear his sneakering paws at the door Creaking the floor Hiding for sure Wow, huh? Yeah. I know we hadn't played that one before. I just got that one this week. Secrets are the best stories. 
dynamic music, lyrics from Danilo Perez at the piano, Kurt Elling on the voice, and the lyrics. That is actually a Wayne Shorter melody, if you recognize that. Calling that Stays, Kurt Elling, Danilo Perez. This one from Carmen Lundy we'd had for you earlier in the year. This is the Eye of the Storm from Modern Ancestors. time coming for a Grammy nomination for Carmen Lundy, but well worth it on her latest album, Modern Ancestors. Interesting title, huh? Andrew Renfrew on guitar and Mayra Sales doing that fine percussion work. Well, I, I, I knew this guy was around. This is not the drummer, Kenny Washington. This is the vocalist, Kenny Washington, with one of the Grammy nominees for Jazz Vocal Album of the Year. The album is What's the Hurry? You and your smile Hold a strange invitation Somehow it seems We've shared our dreams But where Time after time In a room full of strangers Out of the blue Suddenly you are there Wherever I go You're the glow of temptation Glancing my way In the gray of the dawn And always your eyes Smile that strange invitation Then you are gone Where, oh where have you gone? How long must I stay? See, now I don't know if you've heard him before Maybe I'm just catching up with you, huh? But uh, I've not heard that His albums before Why, I'm impressed Wow, he sounds great (laughs) Really good stuff well-deserving of a Grammy nomination for Kenny Washington. Kenny Washington. The other uh, nominees are uh, kind of uh, a little bit interesting. Well, a little bit interesting. Very interesting, actually. Um, Somi, S-O-M-I, 
with the Frankfurt Radio Jazz, or, or I'm sorry, with the hmm, Somi is, wait, I'm looking in the wrong one. Wait a minute, is it Frankfurt? Um, yes, it is with the Frankfurt Radio Big Band. The album entitled Holy Room. And the other is the Alexa, Thana Alexa for Ona, for the Ona album. Don't know either one of those. The Somi album, I got a chance to listen to a little bit. Didn't really do much for me, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't, Thana Alexa, I still, no idea. We'll try to get that for you before the Grammys come out, but uh, we'll see. Interesting category, kind of think. Kenny Washington might have the edge on this one, but we'll see. We'll see as it goes. Uh, in the category of the best large ensemble recording, an album we've played for you many times, John Beasley's Monkestra. Not playing Monk this time, playing John Beasley's own music. This is called Implication. Arranger, composer, band leader, John Beasley. His Monkestra not doing Monk this time, doing his own music. The Monkestra plays John Beasley, Grammy nominated for this year. How about Oren Evans, the wonderful pianist, composer, band leader from Philadelphia? His album from 2020, The Intangible Between, earning two Grammy nominations as well. Covering the bases there, man. 
Oren Evans with his Captain Black big band, The Intangible Between. The album nominated for the Best Large Jazz Ensemble Recording of 2020. One more of the nominations from that category. Not surprising, she's back. In the top five, Grammy nominated once more, Maria Schneider's Jazz Orchestra. Mondor on guitar, featured with the Maria Schneider Jazz Orchestra from her newest album, The Data Lords, that is called Don't Be Evil, <laughs> Maria Schneider. Uh, the others in the big band category, or the large jazz ensemble category, I guess as they're calling it, um, John Hollenbeck with the Frankfurt, there we go, John Hollenbeck with the Frankfurt Radio Big Band on Songs You Like A Lot. And the other is, which one? I'm missing one. Uh, got this one, that one. Oh, the Greg, Greg August, the drummer, Greg August, for his album Dialogues on Race. I've seen that listed, but I've not heard that one either. We will try to get that one for you by the time the nomination, by the time the Grammy night is here. But uh, the last category, we've got a couple of nominees for you. This one just might take it. Boy, is this good. The mighty, mighty Pancho Sanchez with his Latin jazz band from the album Trains Delight spent nine weeks at number one this past year. A little bit of John Coltrane's Blue Train. <laughs> Pancho Sanchez and his band from the Train album is uh, 2020 release. Nine weeks. Nine weeks <laughs> at number one for real. How about them apples? Uh, nominated for a Grammy this year and uh, the other in the Latin jazz category. And boy, is this one good. This will give it some, some running, I'm sure. Lorenzo Ferrero and the Afro Peruvian Jazz Orchestra. 
their 2010 album, Tradiciones. the Afro-Peruvian Latin Jazz Orchestra, from their 2020 release nominated in the Best Latin Jazz category uh, this year. There are some other reco- uh, recordings. These Snarky Puppies have a have a nomination, and uh, who else is a nominee? There's a couple other nominations that are in various other categories. Um, John Batiste is in another category. Christian Scott's another category. Gregoire Marais all up for Best Contemporary Instrumental Pop Album as well. Oh, Chick Corea, I think, has another one for composition. And uh, Regina Carter for her solo, Best Solo in Pachamama. Christian Scott for his solo on Guinevere. And Joshua Redman uh, for his solo on Mo Honk. <laughs> That's from the album Round Again. So we'll see what happens when the Grammy nominations are whittled down to the winners in another, what, month? Another month or so, month and a half, something like that. David J. here, jazzing around with it. We've got a couple of other um, milestone birthdays to celebrate in a moment. So stay with us. There's one more set to come. The CDC Parent Portal makes it easy for parents to find information on raising healthier, safer children. Just go to www.cdc.gov parents. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You're not going outside without a jacket. The odds of a child getting hypothermia, 1 in 66,000. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 1 in 150. Here are some of the signs. No big smiles or other joyful expressions by 6 months. No back and forth sharing of sounds or facial expressions by 9 months. And no babbling by 12 months. To learn more of the signs, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. You should wear a mask when you are out in public or anytime you are around someone who does not live in your household, if you are sick and interacting with others at home, and when you are caring for someone sick at home. Masks should not be worn by children under age 2, anyone who has trouble breathing, or anyone who can't take off the mask without help from another person. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. They might not be turning 100 or even 90 this year, but a few... 
Notable artists turned 80 this year. Você de onde vai, de onde vem, diga logo o que tem pra contar Parado no meio do mundo, pensei chegar meu momento Olhei pro mundo e nem via, nem sombra, nem sol, nem vento Quem me dera agora eu tivesse a viola pra cantar Pra cantar Quem me der agora Eu tivesse a viola pra cantar One of those CTI albums You can wrap yourself around And just dive into uh, With Deodato and Tut Stillman That's Ponteo From the Gilberto with Tarantine album From 1971 Astro Gilberto turned 80 this past year. It's another one of the father figures in jazz, like Ellis Marsalis, like Bucky Pizzarelli, Papa John DeFrancesco, Joey's dad, and Johnny's dad for that matter, too. Sons right there, Johnny on guitar and Joey blowing trumpet with Papa John at the B3. A little Papa was a Rolling Stone from the Philadelphia Story album of 2011. This guy might have turned 80 in 2020, but boy, has he been creative, playing well, and vibrant. The Dr. Eddie Henderson. Harrison, I should say. Kenny Barron, S.E.N.S.E. and Mike Clark. From his album a couple years back, Be Cool. Be Cool. Be Cool. <laughs> also turning 80 this year, saxophonist Lou Tobacken. Thank you. 
Real Murder, Luke Tobacken, from his 1994 album, What a Little Moonlight Will Do. Uh, of course, that's the title tune there as well. Happy birthday number 80 to Lou Tobacken this year. Looking at significant birthdays, how about turning 90 this year? Huh? But don't ever bet me, cause I'm gonna be true if you let me. Mike Burroughs of the High Lows turned 80 this past 90 this past March. Like nobody's loved me come rain or come shine. Happy together, unhappy together, and won't, won't that be fine? Days may be cloudy or sunny, we're in or we're out of the money, but I'm with you always. I'm with you rain or shine. That just swings from get-go, huh? Clark Burroughs and the High Lows from 1970. The Back Again album, their reunion album, Come Rain or Come Shine. Clark Burroughs, I uh, believe he, I don't have any other information that uh, contradicts it, believe he has turned 90 this past year. A couple of other 90-year-olds definitely worth remarking about. The Saxophone Colossus. At his 90th year in 2020, Sonny Rollins, of course, turning that way on September 7th. anymore. Uh, they're still releasing a few of his prior albums, concert albums, mostly the live stuff uh, from many, many concerts over the years. But uh, I don't think his lungs have kind of actually um, repaired themselves since 9-11. Uh, he lived just a few blocks away from it and all that smoke and the dust and all the horrible smells and emissions really got to him. Uh, but, I mean, he survived it, but uh, still uh, has not been well since then, as far as I know. But a happy 90th birthday, though, to Theodore Sonny Rollins this past September 7. In July of this past year, another NEA jazz master for sure became a nonagenarian officially. One of the great Pittsburghers of jazz, too. Ahmad Jamal. Very, very happy 90th birthday and more to him.
you talk about someone who still has their creative powers. As strong as this at age 90, this is Ahmad Jamal. From the Blue Moon album. From a few years back. With some percussive magic. By Manolo Badrena as well. Really adding greatly. So happy 90th to Ahmad Jamal this past year. We had played earlier the... Uh, uh, Pancho Sanchez album, the uh, train recording uh, that he made out this last year. Nine weeks at number one. Pretty remarkable. However, pianist Joey Alexander had 12 weeks at number one during 2020. Young Joey Alexander. This is the title piece from his 2020 album, Warna. No idea what's going to be the number one album of the year come next week. We'll take a look, see the chart, and you'll be able to hear it when we gather next week for another look back at the year in jazz. The Jazz Week Chart Countdown, Best Albums of the Year. Join us then, won't you? Please. We'll be expecting you. Thanks to our partner radio stations, WNJR, WSPR, KWLC, Boston Free Radio, and WWFM Jazz on 2. And to our podcast hosts at ASP Station, thank you for 15 years of podcasting. Take a look at their website at ASPStation.net. Thank you for listening with us. Have yourself a great, great week. We hope you'll be safe and enjoy your early new year. And a better one in 2021. Let's hope this is a better one for sure. We can, and we should hope. Podcasting services for Jazzin' Around with David J. are provided by ASP Station on the web at www.aspstation.net. <laughs>